And welcome back to episode 142 of the Weekly Tech Rant with me, Jay. And me, Carl. Oh, a little bit of uh, reverb on the old mic there, Carl. Oh, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Well, we'll level that down in, in the post-production. <laughs> <laughs> so we are back for episode 142. Um, and as mentioned on last week's show, this will be our... Uh, we're going to go quiet for two weeks uh, after this show. And we'll return late August uh, due to some uh, conflicting business travel and other things. Um, we're going we're yep. to have a two-week break after this. But we won't be going anywhere. We will be back um, as we are in... You know, we're in our third year of doing this show. I can't believe I'm saying that. But we are in our third year of doing this. It's unbelievable, really, isn't it? We're tight it is. It's crazy. It is. So we're back this week. And we have got a nice mix-up of, uh, well... I guess tech stories, tech craziness this week. Uh, we're going to talk crypto. We're going to talk, um, was it World World Coin? I think is the... Uh, we're gonna, we've got Elon Musk again, but don't don't panic. It's just, it's just a craziness again. We're going to talk unpatchable vulnerabilities. Uh, slightly related to Elon, but not really. Um, we're going to talk Amazon. We're going to talk Google. We're going to talk North Korea. And the Tech Rumor Mill is back for a couple of little rumors as well um, before we get into... You know, the, well, we're in peak peak rumor season anyway, but uh, we are the, the events. Um, and we were just talking in the green room before the show. But uh, what we decided is when we come back after our two week break, we're going to have probably a little bit of a tech update slash what we've been listening to, what we've been watching, review. We haven't done one of those for a while, have we? I think. And which gadgets we've bought them. Maybe shouldn't spend so much money. Yeah, what gadgets we're looking to buy as well. And I <laughs> guess things that you know we've looked at earlier in the year and probably haven't purchased, but we'd like to get back into. Um, so I think it's probably a good place to be. Plus, there's some great shows that have come back out as well. Apple uh, Apple TV Plus Foundation is back out. Uh, other great shows that you know have come out as well in, or will be returning in this time period as well. So that's something to look forward to, and we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks' time. Right, but let's get cracking. Before we do that, I must say to you, I've been out today at a country show uh, and I bought some uh, biltong or jerky in you know, a dried meat and <laughs> I just cannot stop eating it. So I apologize for the chewing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, right then. Right. So, first, so what's the first so, story of the week then? Yeah. Sam Altman, him of Chat GPT fame. Oh, open AI. Open AI, yes. He has opened another company called Worldcoin. Of course he has. Yeah, and if that sounds like another crypto coin, then that's because it is. Hang on a second, hang on a minute. But this sounds very familiar, if you don't mind me saying to you, just before a slight tangent, is to yep. OneCoin. Ah, OneCoin, yes. That was definitely a scam. Is, this is maybe a scam. Well, that's Dr. Ruja Iganatova, isn't it? You know, the one who, uh, yep. she, uh, well, she's missing, isn't it? She's been missing for some time now. But uh, Before the money. Yeah, so when I, when I saw, one, was it WorldCoin, I couldn't help, I couldn't help but go to one coin but we're not i know i know just to be clear this is not a scam is it that we're aware of no <laughs> no so no no but the news isn't about one coin itself one coin has just launched world id so one world coin has launched world id i should say so and I'll, I'll let them say what this is so world id is a new privacy first decentralized identity protocol it enables seamless sign into websites mobile apps and crypto apps or proving your unique, unique, real person without sharing personal data like names, email, etc. So, you may be asking, how are they confirming that you are who they say you are? Well, this is where the orb comes in. <laughs> Sorry? And it's an actual shiny silver orb. So, basically, you can go to these places that have an orb. You need to bring your government ID, give it your personal information, and then scan your iris with the orb. <laughs> Now, remember when they said about not sharing personal information? We'll return back to that in a minute. Uh, so, yeah, once complete, you get given your world ID along with 50 world coins. <laughs> That's sounding a bit like a 
uh, scam yeah, I was here. Say, uh, like but... a carry on character, this is okay. But even better, if you want to be an orb operator, I'll also pay you commission in world coin as well. But so far, 2.2 million people have signed up have. for this. But where do I sign up? So to protect my identity, I need to give you all my identity information. What? I mean, what could go wrong here? But hang on a minute. Back it up a second. <laughs> so, so to prove who I hang on a second. So I've got to sign up for this thing, and then to prove yep. who I am, I've got to go somewhere where they're going to scan my eyes. Uh, it's to give all your personal information and scan your your eyes. And what yeah. are they going to do with my personal information? Well, I don't know on that one. They're saying they're keeping it private, but it's probably only a matter of time until they're hacked, and then they have all your personal information and your biometric information. So uh, we'll see where that goes. But we're not the only ones to question this. (laughs) Many, many governments have gone, eh? So I think Germany, several uh, several government entities have questioned this. So we've got the Bavarian State Office for Data Protection Supervision. They've been keeping an eye on them since November, apparently, last year, and they're concerned over processing of sensitive data at a very large scale. Right? Okay. Also, we have the Federal Financial Supervisory Authority. Uh, they're also closely monitoring the company, uh, as it's not clear if WorldCoin has compil- uh, sorry, complied with all laws and rules but, with the launch. <laughs> so, something interesting, when I was looking at this earlier, and I looked yeah. at these, these world coin tokens, isn't it? Which is what you're saying you get, yeah. isn't it? You know, as a... yeah, yeah, yeah. If you sign up, you get fifty of them. Now, on their website, they've got world coin mm-hmm. token that says a more human token, freely, equally, and globally distributed to unique humans. Double star. Now, scroll down the page. You've got one star at the bottom. You know, the asterisks. I mean, and yeah. it states world coin tokens (WLD) are not intended to be available to people or companies who are residents or located, incorporated or registered agent in the United States or other restricted territories. Yeah, well, people are actually taking more of an interest in trying to regulate cryptocurrency. Yeah, that's like, I was like, uh, okay, that's <laughs> curious. Yeah, yeah. So Germany's uh, taking a closer look. The UK's taking a closer look. Yeah, the, the ICO, our Information Commissioner's oh, God, Office, they have noted the launch of WorldCoin in the UK. We're making further inquiries. <laughs> and Kenya's just basically blocked them. Their Ministry of the Interior has issued a decree suspending WorldCoin enrolment in the country, citing concerns with authenticity and legality oh, of its activities in the areas of security, financial services, and data protection. Okay, back it up a second. I think there's uh, yeah, that, that's, that's pot kettle back there. But anyway, we're not going down that road. <laughs> I know. Um, but if, if, if they're worried, then there's probably something wrong with it. <laughs> yeah, good point. I mean, I had a look at it. I was curious about it. I was like, where are these orbs yeah, yeah. then? You know, apparently, so in the UK, there is three orbs. They all, put, all appear to be in London. Two in London, haven't we? Uh, yeah. Think, yeah, two or three two in three London. Because um, there's a thing that says, find an orb on the website, scroll down to your country. There is. Um, and then it was Bright Moments London and Tech Worship Space uh, tech space worship, excuse me, tech space in Worship Street in London. Um, and I was like, what, you know, and then I sort of went to the United States and they also had Bright Moments Venice Beach and another place as well. So I'm wondering who these Bright Moments are, but I wonder if it's a company <laughs> who have signed up to do something similar because Bright Moments show up in a couple of other places as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, you're right. There's a few places around the world that have them. Uh, I was curious about it, I'll be honest, until the fact yeah. of, like you say, you know, what you needed to give away. And I was like, yeah, you're right, I'm good. 
Yeah, yeah, no. no. I, I can't get on board with giving the company all my information to be able to protect my information because I then just give it away. To me, that sounds like I've just put it in one more place that can be breached. Yeah, I just... I, Sam Altman's an interesting character, given, you know, <clears> given what he's yes. doing with uh, OpenAI. And he's also, you know, testified in front of Congress, hasn't he, around, you know, the whole piece around regulation of AI. And he's kind of for it. You know, yep. he kind of is for it. Uh, but he also agrees that we are, you know... Um, he isn't building some kind of, you know, Terminator Skynet. Uh, but what gets me is why we, do we keep, oh, I'll rephrase this, why do people keep falling for this rubbish all again? Is it this? It's just the same, it's the same, I don't want to say scam, it but it's the same, um, I don't know, what is it? You know, without calling it a scam, it's the same I did a trick, the same um, illusion every time, <laughs> is it not? Because... I don't know. What doesn't get me? Okay, so, so here's, when I was reading more about it, what he was basically saying is that we need some way to prove that people are people and not AI. Okay, okay. so this was the ideal world idea. Okay, I can kind of understand that one, yeah? But while we've tacked on cryptocurrency, that's where they've lost me. Yeah, Why? Is it the incentive to sign up for this? I, I I don't know. It just seems a bit, as you said, scammy. That's that's that is the thing that worries me here. But two point two million people have signed up, so Well that's is it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But you know, given what given what you know OpenAI are doing with ChatGPT four, I mean yeah. you, it's mind blowing. Mind blowing yeah. in some of the stuff that's happening with that. I read the other day on their website now, they've updated it to say about how much Chat G- uh, GPT 4 out- outperforms Chat GPT. Um, they recognize now yeah. the uniform bar exam, um, which is oh, yeah, you know, which is uh, you know, for, for wanting to become um, uh, a barrister, isn't it? You know, a lawyer, whoever it is. Yes, um, the uniform bar exam, according to OpenAI, um, Chat GPT. Got you if if it took the exam based on information would have got you in the tenth percentile of that exam. Okay, GPT four ninetieth percentile. Wow, that's a marked improvement. Yeah, and the there's a thing called the Biology Olympiad. I've never heard of this, but it's one of these like international competitions, you know, around to inspire and you know give people into science. And it's a school, it's a school, a secondary school competition. And okay, yeah, and ChatGPT. Would have got you thirty first percent or place, I should say. You know, top. You know, low down. Um, yeah. Or percent, and then thirty uh, first percentile. Excuse me, sorry, not place. A uh, ChatGPT four with a vision add on, so to be able to, you know, look and identify images. Ninety ninth percentile. Wow. They are doing clever stuff. But then on the other side of the coin, like you say, you've got this world coin rubbish that just is like what, you know, what, yeah. what. <laughs> You had a bit of credit, credibility there until you attacked that one on yeah, you. Just tanked I did. So, well, you know, there you go. World coin, not to be confused with one coin, but possibly similar. Um, <laughs> we, yeah, so we'll, we'll basically... Wait for the breaking news that, uh, yeah, Mr. Sam Altman has disappeared. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, but I mean, given the fact he's offering $50 in crypto to get your, your eyes... Oh, is it 50, no, it's 50 coins. I don't know what the value of that oh, well, is. Well, they're, 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 they're at 1.8. To the dollar at the minute. Okay. So they're worth fifty. It's worth well, in, in theory, it's worth fifty dollars, isn't it? Then. Yeah. But don't forget. Hang on a second. Before we move away from this, this is again this. This is again the 
the whole illusion of this. They're only worth 1.8 to the dollar if you're prepared to trans uh, believe that and give somebody the 1.8 dollars mm. per world coin. Yeah. So again, it, it's a bit like in the sense of you know what the fiat currencies are. We've mentioned this a few years ago. You know, with with like you know the pound, the dollar, the yen, whatever. Yeah. You know that bit of paper that you have in your wallet or or, or shows in your bank account that says you. We only believe that because some you believe that and I believe that that that's worth it, isn't it? We all need to believe we've actually got some money. But that's the truth, though, isn't it? You know, it ultimately, it we are all believing this. <laughs> effectively, we're all bought into this great big, I don't want to say kind of illusion, but it is an illusion, isn't it? Because ultimately, it until somebody stops believing in it, it carries on. And that's the same thing with this world coin. They're not worth 1.8 to the dollar. Somebody has decided that and somebody's prepared to pay that. And that's the thing about it, isn't it? It is. Exactly. So there you go. So uh, we'll let you know if we manage to get our eyes on one of these orbs. You know, be interested to see one. Maybe I think we might take a trip during our lunch break. I was going to say one day in London. Yeah, we'll have a wander down and see what's going on down there and uh, have a see it. But uh, maybe we could get signed up, like you say, as an orb operator. You know, to to be uh, (laughs) a. We could. I'm not scanning myself, but I'll take the money. Exactly. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. Maybe we could do that. See where we go with it. But uh, yeah. But like you say, we'll we'll keep an eye on it and uh, wait for the breaking news then. Yeah. Okay. Well, moving on from one crazy thing to the other then. Uh, so we talked we <laughs> talked about Elon Musk last week, didn't we? And uh, uh, he, how yes. he was uh, basically now saying that uh, you know they're you know, basically they're being sued left, right, and centre. They're suing their own legal company. Well, now they're set. Yeah. Now Elon Musk has decided that uh, according to him on the sixth of August, um, if you, and I quote, if you were unfairly treated by your employer due to your posting or liking or something on this platform, now. Notice he doesn't say Twitter or X. Um, We will fund your legal bill. No limit. Please let us know. Okay. So now he's decided he has an unlimited defense fund for anybody in the world who (laughs) is likely to... I mean, this man's hypocrisy knows no bounds. I mean, he has a very short-term memory because didn't he fire seven of his engineers? He did. For posts they put on the platform. Yeah, the platform. So is he going to... Fund their legal bills to sue him. He also fired. I'm guessing forget, it's a no. And he also fired. Don't forget, um, his uh, one of his uh, acquired companies, that Icelandic fella. I can't think of the guy's name. Oh yes, yeah, I know who you mean, but yeah, the name eludes me. Um, again, for contra- uh, contradicting him on Twitter. Although the, the Icelandic guy was right, it's true, <laughs> and that worked out. I believe you know that was resolved in the end, and thankfully so. Um, yeah. But- this is ridiculous. But, so where's the money coming? I mean, from? yeah, I don't know. I mean, would you trust him to pay at this no. point? No, because I mean, what's he going to say? He can't pay his own bill. So he's yeah, he's not paid Twitter's rent in more than one city, has he? No. Uh, he's left these African employees without severance pay. He's just refused to pay their severance package after firing them. He's facing fourteen million dollars uh, in lawsuits over unpaid bills. Uh, and also, oh, he missed his first revenue sharing payment to creators on on the platform, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. As usual, his mouth's writing checks that he can't. I mean, cash. Ultimately, everybody that then he fired based on the fact now <laughs> could argue that okay, then. Uh, well, by yeah. the way, we'll take a punt on that. Will you pay my cost to sue you, please? <laughs> I mean, the the ultimate irony. The ultimate irony is it forced a lawsuit for him to buy Twitter, didn't it? 
Well, yeah, there is that. <laughs> this is just absolute steaming pile of what comes out the back of a horse. It is. Uh, but again, this is the same every week. It is. It's just, I mean, we've got the whole thing at the moment, haven't we, with the, the fight with um, Zuckerberg. So, you know, the, the Zuckerberg fight. Uh, what was it he tweeted? Last, was it last night he tweeted about the fight? Oh, oh so I was trying to think where we are from last time we spoke about. It. So we had the one that he was going to see the doctors about his back, wasn't he? And apparently he's got a fused vertebrae, but that's fine. But he needs some work doing on his shoulder, so that's going to knock him out for two or three months. And then didn't it change to how about we do a discussion cage match? Yeah, and then so we just talk rather than actually fight. Yeah, and then I, I believe yesterday Zuckerberg posted on uh, Threads uh, saying that I think we can all agree Elon isn't serious, and it's time we move on. And apparently said, and he also finished with, "If you ever get serious about a real date and time, he knows how to get hold of me." Because you're right, yeah. well, there was a post yesterday, wasn't there, that or Elon liked from somebody else basically saying about a debate competition or something. Or, or having that was the one, yeah, yeah. And then he was like, what? Cage match you know, discussion. Yeah. Now he's post- it's just absolute rubbish. It was about him fighting in Italy, wasn't it? They were going to fight in front of the... Oh, God, that was the one. They didn't even the Italian government pipe up and say, <laughs> yeah, we're up for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not happening. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Elon, who? Yeah, you know, we're not up for that. Um, and he apparently had spoken to the Minister of Culture, wasn't it? And it would all be... It's just... I mean, it's just absolute. He is, he is the guy in The Simpsons. Remember who built the monorail? Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, I know the one. <laughs> All the promises and yeah. no follow through. Exactly. He's just a pathological liar. He is. Oh, man. But he gets the airtime because we're talking about him now. Well, that's it, isn't it? That's the problem. Every and we're we're part of the problem. Um. It's the fact of like we're talking about it, everybody's talking about it. He's getting the airtime, he's getting the publicity, he's getting what he wants, and that's all he wants, isn't it? And you know, you could argue that he's an idiot, but actually, he's probably very, he's very shrewd marketeer, if anything, isn't he? Yeah, 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 I'm a two minds about that one because the more I hear, the more I think, as you said, he's just an idiot, and I don't want to be on any of his platforms (laughs) or buy anything from him. No, and that's the thing, absolute, you know, uh. But like, the the mass public lap it up because I suppose they don't follow the rest of the story uh, and actually find out what's going on. They think it all happened and it never really happened. So he's won in that in that regard. Yeah, he has won in that regard, which is a real shame because you know Twitter X, whatever you want to call it, is a great platform, but it's just you know turning into his personal fiefdom, isn't it? For him to do what he ever mm-hmm. wants on it, which is you know, yep. an absolute shame. But there you go. So yes, uh, so there's that news. If you have been um, fairly treated by your employer due to something you've done on Twitter slash X, post tweet exit, I don't know what you call it now. Um, apparently, Elon will fund your legal bills, and there's no limits. So crack on, crack on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Talking of legal bills, um, so yes. Oh. So apparently, then uh, there's there is apparently a large vulnerability in the AMD chips that uh, Tesla use um, for their cars, which apparently yeah. now means that you can jailbreak your Tesla and get behind the paywall, isn't it? You can. So apparently researchers from uh, TU Berlin, they've been able to bypass some of Tesla's software locks thanks to say, a voltage fault injection attack on AMD's security processor. Um, 
Yeah, so this is basically giving them the ability to run arbitrary code on the infotainment system, as well as enabling them to extract uh, basically unique hardware RSA keys used to authenticate and authorize the car and Tesla's uh, service network. Uh, Going to be interesting to see where this one goes, because obviously Tesla has a paywall, don't they? They, do. they, they, they? The car ship with all the hardware, and you can turn it on and off by paying some money for a subscription. And this is probably why people have concentrated on this one, isn't it? Because if I can get me some free goodies in my car, why not? I mean, I would be honest with you, given the fact of, like you say, how every manufacturer seems to go for a subscription model, you know, why not? Yeah, why not? Well, get you, uh, what's it, heated seats, isn't it? Or, uh, I don't know, yeah. access to other capable codes. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, though, I'm not sure how, how I'd feel about jailbreaking the car, given effectively the Tesla is a computer on wheels. Um, <laughs> yeah, jailbreak my car or uh, I end up bricking it. Well, that's the worry, yeah, isn't um, it? That is the worry. Yeah. So how does this work? So what they've done is apparently this is something to do with the um, the Linux system that uh, runs the whole of the car, isn't it? And there is uh, encrypted NVMe storage that uh, uh, basically carries everything on the car about the information about, you know, the yep. user data. Um, and <clears> this this as part of this uh, hack, if you're the vulnerability, uh, they were able to decrypt that storage, weren't they? Make changes and also then can actually yep. say turn things on and off. Um, yeah, it's un- I don't understand fully, but they basically gained root access to the security <laughs> processor by doing some kind of voltage regulation that allowed them to insert packets at a certain point. I mean, <laughs> the fact that somebody's got root access to my car tells me everything I need to know about why I don't want. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just, I just, it just seems daft. I mean, BMW particularly are massively fond, aren't we? We've talked about this before about the subscription model uh, for um, uh, turning things on and off, basically, isn't it? But now, now the fact that your car, you can download <laughs> DLC for your car. I mean, it's like buying Forza, isn't it? Like, I'll take the upgrade pack. What do you want? Oh, I want fast car, please. You know. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I've always been in two minds about this particular software. Well, I think it's okay if the car you're buying is cheaper, even though it has the hardware in, but it's not enabled, and then you're paying a one-time cost to enable that, which would bring it up to the price of if you had bought it, you know, initially when you bought the car or somewhere around that. Then I think that's okay. I I can see the benefit to the manufacturer and the benefit to us that I can add something in at a later date. But, yeah, if you're not reducing the price of the car uh, and then making you pay again for it, that's where I kind of had the problem there. Yeah, just it, this is it, this is where it gets kind of yeah grayer, isn't it? Of what's going on here, and but yeah, this is quite worrying. I guess now, uh, I mean, are people? I have to be honest with you, I didn't double check on the, but I mean, is this a vulnerability that can be exploited in the wild? It's, I don't know. It's researchers at the moment, so I presume it's a proof of concept, but. I doubt it'll be long before this is potentially in the wild. Well, yeah, that's the worry, isn't it? That is that is the worry. You know, all of a sudden you're... Uh, Obviously, you'll need physical access to it because you're uh, regulating voltage and yeah, stuff to do. So uh, it could be too complicated for most to do, but we'll have to see. Yeah, watch out. Somebody's, uh, is there somebody stealing your car? No, I'm just hacking it. Turn back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm enabling the seats for you. Oh, yeah, that, that'll be it. There's some of the old days of the uh, ODB deep, uh, ODB plugin, you know, like we've uh, used before. That's the one. Uh, changing things. No, it'll, I'm, I'm just going to hack. I've just got to hack the voltage first. Bear with me. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Crazy. That's all I can say on this one. Oh, it man. is. So, yep. talking of, I guess, of. Uh, 
chips and things then, isn't it? So uh, yeah, Amazon. Uh, no, not the first. This is this is a short and sweet one. I was just kind of the mind boggled about the stats in it. So we obviously know Amazon uses a lot of ARM they do. server chips. And yeah, they bought uh, I can't remember the company's name, but the, the the chip is called Graviton. They use that everywhere. But a research company released some statistics about kind of number of these of ARM server chips out in the wild and who's using them. And apparently. Amazon has just over 50% of the entire worldwide user base of, ser- of server ARM chips. That is nuts. It is. Second place is what got me. Second place is the whole of China. <laughs> so Apple, is, so, so Amazon is using more ARM chips, server chips, than the whole of China. That, that, that's scary, isn't it? Really? Well, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a bit crazy. So, uh, yeah, whoever's in the next place only has 10% between the rest of them, don't they? I mean, that is crazy. <laughs> I mean, talking of ARM, though, um, you know, given the fact that they sell a lot of chips there, um, ARM themselves are due to aren't they due to list on the property chain. IPO. Yeah. Um, interestingly, did you see though who is who is likely to go in as some of the uh, kind of, I guess, main partners? Oh, we got Apple, Intel, Amazon, I presume. Yep, and Nvidia. Oh, Nvidia, yeah, of course, yeah. Nvidia have just released or, or releasing an ARM server chip, aren't they? Yeah, so Anchor, apparent, uh, sorry, Amazon are looking to be one of the Anchor investors. Well, of course they are, because right? yeah. they're what they want to safeguard it. But also um, uh, NVIDIA, Samsung as well, they say Apple, they were all lined up as Anchor investors. So No Qualcomm on that list? I think they were, I think they read somewhere. But yeah, talk about 70 plus billion, weren't they, I think, in the initial um, listing on that one. Wowzer. But yeah, it could work out very well for them. But yeah, God, God. But going back to your point that Amazon, I mean, well, Unbelievable the amount of chips that just their data centers, isn't it? You know, the cloud, yeah, the cloud is just cloud. somebody else's data center, isn't it? Well, it is, yeah, yeah, it's not really a cloud. No, no, let's try explaining that to some people. Oh, it's no, in the no, cloud, no. where is it? The magic of the cloud, yeah, it's not quite where you think it is. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking of cloudy people, though, yes. Google they operate a lot in the cloud, don't they? Um. Yeah, so there's another lawsuit, and it's been going on for a another while. Lawsuit? I, mean, uh, I mean, I've lost count of how many lawsuits we've been uh, I think we might have discussed this probably two or three years back, but it's been one of these long ones. So uh, there's been an update. So Ju- Judge Yvonne Gonzalez Rogers well basically denied Google's push for summary judgment in that it's a $5 billion lawsuit over the way it's tracked internet activity, even when users were incognito mode. So oh, I remember me, you know, saying. and most people know, yeah. That if you're in incognito mode, it doesn't. It, it stops recording, or it should stop, stop recording your browsing history locally. on your system yeah. locally on that particular machine. Uh, your router, your ISP are still going to know where you've browsed. Uh, the sites you go to are still going to know that you've gone to them, yeah. but it wouldn't be recorded in your local history, your drop down menu, your, your history bar, etc. Well, apparently, with Chrome, that's not entirely true. Um, so the lawsuit claims that Google's cookies, analytics, and tools in its app continue to track internet browsing activity even after users have activated its incognito mode. mode. And apparently they have proof that, uh, or evidence that Google stores users' regular and private browsing data in the same log files, it, it, you know, the ones that uses uh, to send uh, users personalized ads Hmm. I mean, yeah, you know, I I have to say, you know, it's it, it, incognito mode is there if you don't want to record the history. I use it uh, uh, if I'm trying to do something on different sites or the same site, 
that I don't want it yeah. to remember that I've logged in. So if I'm trying to test a login yes. authentication, that's where incognito mode personally is quite helpful. Um, but that's probably different for us in the tech sector versus your average consumer. True. But if you're doing anything dodgy, don't use Chrome. <laughs> uh, what are you going to use, Edge? Well, it's Chrome as well. Yeah, <laughs> Brave, isn't it? Brave, isn't it? Brave. That's I mean, that's Chrome, but it strips it all out. Yeah. But uh, it's yeah, Chrome. It's Firefox. Let's be honest, Chrome, Firefox. Yeah, bust out IE six. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, but I, I suppose I think the point of the whole lawsuit is the fact that Incognito Mode says it won't save anything locally. It then goes and saves everything locally, basically. And then, as you know, the point is, is that the Google can then identify people with a high. You know, probability of success. Exactly. So while they say they anonymize it, it's mixed in with all the unanonymized stuff. So it's very easy to figure it out. I mean, Google know more about you than you know about yourself, to be fair. I mean, the algorithms that are there, the the, the searching capabilities, they, they, you know, you they absolutely know more about you than you do. Yeah. And that's because that algorithm is trained daily by you, what you look at, what you search for, where you go, what you read, what you um, what you buy. If you're doing what it, you watch on YouTube, everything yeah. is there. You're right. Everything is there. So ultimately, you are creating that whole um, well, whole information bank about yourself, you know. And I think you know the same. <clears throat> the same if you look at Netflix, you know, and. I, you know, my wife's Netflix account versus my account, if you will. And then you look at it and you think, well, why doesn't that show mine? But, you know, she watches two or three different films or whatever series. And of course, it allows yep. her very quickly. And then I like it. And everything is different. The only things that typically may not be different is like the latest releases may show up, but they're not showing up in the same place in the carousel. They show up differently. Yep. And you also notice as well is that the, um, the image, you know, the like the screen, the, the the screenshot or the poster image for it. Yeah, the thumbnail kind of thing. Yeah, that's it. Sorry, yeah, I couldn't think of the word. They're different as well. Ah, so they have to entice you. Which scene would be best to uh, yeah entice yeah. you to watch it? So it's really clever in the sense of what they are mm. doing there. But mm. no, and again, so Google's no, Google's doing no different. And again, don't condone it. Don't agree with well, it. I think I think it's the fact that Google says they will not do it, but then they do it anyway. But again, you know. Christ, if you believe that, you'll believe anything, you know? Oh, I know, but say to me, me and you are different from the regular users when it comes to tech. Yeah, <laughs> We've been through this just, a long time. But... Maybe it's cynicism. That's more of my point is, you know, uh, yeah. the cynicism in me is like, why would you believe it? But, you know, yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I do get what you're saying. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, wow. Talking of naughty people, though. Um... <laughs> I think that's definitely naughty people. Yeah, those pesky North Korean hackers are at it again. But this time, they're hacking Russia. Well, uh, Russian Missile Maker. I'm going to butcher this name, St. Chronic. Yeah, all good. NPO Mashinostyanev. Uh, we're going to call him NPO Mash for short because I can pronounce that one. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, NPO Mash, they design and build hypersonic cruise missiles uh, known as Zircon, which, according to the Russian state media, to take the pinch of salt, can reach Mach 8. Um, okay. Very fast. So this apparently happened back in 2021, uh, and apparently Korea had been in there for five to six months, presumably you know uh, to advance their own missile program, uh, get what information they can on the missiles and the technology they used. Uh, and it was uh, allegedly, according to Sentinel One, they were 
two North Korean hacking groups in the company. Uh, there's a state backed one called Scarcroft. Uh, they identified them uh, as a force behind the email server compromise. So they, they got their email servers compromised and all the contents of that. Uh, they also got the Windows systems uh, backdoored, and that was attributed to the Lazarus group, oh, which we've that. spoken about they before. Yeah, yeah, they're good at that one. So send in both groups to make sure we get it. Uh, yeah, so and we're pretty sure they were constantly monitoring them because apparently as soon as the email server uh, compromise was detected, all communication just stopped uh, with the hacking groups. So very closely monitored, I imagine. Um, so this is interesting because, you know, on the face of it, North Korea and Russia are great friends, you know. Well, exactly. Um, and, and especially with the, the conflict in the Ukraine, Russia needs all the friends it can get. And especially, more importantly, it needs all the, the arms and the ammunition that it can get. Yeah. And there are, you know, rumours that they have been, North Korea has been supplying Russia with ammunition some of the chinese have as well there are you know reports yep. have come out of analysts from that so it's interesting that you know they're doing this but then again north korea obviously wants to speed up its weapons programs particularly around things like hypersonic missiles it's obviously it's rocketry it's in icbms so why not hack somebody that's probably easier to hack than the, the americans uh, or european yeah, yeah. um and given, you know, the security in Russia probably isn't as high as some of the Western powers, you know, especially if they are using things like Windows and that, that probably they're not going to be running the latest versions, I very much suspect, are they? And, you know, the same to the same yeah. degree. Or the pirated copies. <laughs> well, yes, it is, it is true. Um, uh, you know, so interesting. The Zircon, by the way, supposedly say Mac 8, but it, the, the Ukrainians allegedly shot down several um, of the Kinzhal, uh, which is the Killjoy mm. Uh, NATO NATO name uh, reporting is the AES-24 Killjoy, which is not the same quite as a Zircon, but it, it's also a hypersonic uh, ballistic missile. And according to yeah. uh, Ukrainians, they shot down several of them um, with the uh, Patriot missile batteries. Oh, well, there's an interesting one. So remember we said that of that Zircon was Marque. Okay, so NPO MASH also has IP and tech for what they call ampulization of rocket fuels. It's a technique where missiles are fueled and sealed in the factory to allow fast deployment. So, in 2021, North Korea claims it uses <laughs> this technique in its Hwasong-8 oh, hypersonic yes, missile, yes. the one that can go, you know, Mark 8. Yeah. Huh. How interestingly that, you know, that you two were also... What a coincidence! Yes, how... how uh... How did you manage to do that so quickly? Well, you're never... Maybe you stole it from the Russians. <laughs> yes. You know, there's nothing like a close friend, is there, for, uh, you know... Oh, exactly. So, uh... <laughs> Whether the Russians will retaliate at this point... I, very I, much I doubt. Very much doubt. You've got bigger things to worry about, I suppose. Well, they have got bigger things to worry about. And also, what they're going to do, they, if they North Korea... Well, they'll, they'll, they'll never admit it. No, they'll never admit it. For a start. And... Uh, <laughs> It's also, you know, the fact of uh, if it is happening, like I say they're not going to want to admit it. They they need to keep on the face of it relations very public. You know, North Korea showing their friends. You know, more more of their communist Marxist friends. Um, so yeah. yeah, but behind closed doors, who knows what goes on? But yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's amusing to say the least, in my opinion. <laughs> it is. It was just the brazen of it, just announcing oh, the new yeah. uh, Hong Song Eight hypersonic missile using this way, technology. Yeah, like, you'll never guess. It was like a face slap yeah, to Russia, wasn't right, it? You'll never guess what we've just released. What's that? <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
like, yeah. hang on a minute. <laughs> what? Ah, like... <laughs> oh, well, I do believe it is time for the Tetra Rumor Mill. We are in peak Rumor Mill season at the minute. So, uh, well, unsurprisingly, we've got another iPhone 15 Pro rumor for this week, isn't it? So, tell me about it. But it's not necessarily an iPhone Pro. It's well, it's, it's, well, it is, it's a juicy yeah, one. Juicy so apparently, yeah, Apple and TSMC have signed an exclusive deal for T- TSMC's free nanometer tech. It'll be used for apparently going to be using the A17 chip in the iPhone 15 Pro. But basically, the deal means that no other company will have access to this tech for at least a year. So the Apple will be the only one for the next year with free nanometer tech from TSMC. Uh, so. Really, it's going to give Apple a big lead in, uh, well, an even larger lead in performance, I should say, Um, and power consumption, which you usually get. Strangely, the report is saying that TSMC will also be in line for any costs associated with defects when producing the A17. Apparently, the the yield rate is only between 17 and 80%. So we're saying, what, one in every five chips is possibly defective, and TSMC is going to swallow that. But by doing that, Apple's going to be their guinea pig for the free nanometer you know, processing. And I can iron out any other bugs before I suppose they open it up to everyone else in the next year or so. I'm not surprised at this, to be honest with you. Apple has got a lot of money. And the only way to really get ahead, isn't it, is to buy up the production line. And yeah, so they've bought everything. They have. And given the supply, you know, the, what's it, the global supply chain issues that we have. <laughs> <laughs> in this microeconomic climate. Yes, that's the one. Um, you want to get ahead of the game. And what, what better way to do that and to say, right then, well, guess what, Mr. Supplier? Uh, we're going to buy everything you've got. Thanks very much. And why not? Why not do it? I'm surprised. I'm really surprised they haven't made a stab at just buying TSMC. Yeah, but this, but it's... <laughs> yeah, I'll never get through the regulators. <laughs> Again, a lot of these things, isn't it? You want to outsource because if something goes wrong, you can jump to another supplier. You can, but who else has got free nanometer other than... Well, Intel allegedly next year. Allegedly, yeah, allegedly. I don't think it's going to be next year, but I'd like to prove them wrong. There's nothing better than competition. No, there is nothing better than competition. You're absolutely right about that. Uh, and the you know the the Bionic A17, which I mean at this point, how different to the M chips are they? I doubt. I mean, they're probably very similar, aren't they? Very close. Yeah. And, you know, given the M1 was spawned from the bionic line wasn't it really it um, was yeah with well, the a12x well that was the de- that was the dev board yeah the so they weren't far off it to be honest with you i don't think you know no. but you know apple are not going to want to have anything slowing down the adoption of this phone now we're probably in you know as we've talked about before we're probably not in a major upgrade a major sorry feature upgrade this year you know the iphone 15 is not going yeah. to give you <clears throat> masses of features yes we're going to talk about you know potentially titanium casings we're going to talk about USB-C, usb-c and action button, uh, action button. Yeah. we've got a periscope lens which is great but we're not talking a systematic shift in design at all no uh but you know there are some sorts of good features there and a lot of that you know let's to be fair the, the 17 chip is probably going to power a lot of it but you're also going to get the same probably from the uh the 16 from the previous generation chip aren't you as well yep so, but yeah, look, Apple made a smart move here. They've got deep pockets. Why would why wouldn't you spend the money to get ahead of it? So yeah, it's an absolute good point. Talking of iPhones, before we talk about the next one, um, I have taken the plunge. I'm running iOS 17. Oh, um, dangerous! Well, 
so take a step back. I was all, I, it's not really. I was running the beta uh, on my iPad and my other phone, not my okay. everyday phone, my other kind of uh, slash, you know, other phone. Um, and I've been, <laughs> I've been running that since beta two, and they were very good. I've now decided to take the plunge with beta five on my everyday phone, and actually. It's not too bad. Now you and I both had like a real hesitation for the last the last two releases of iOS because it didn't support our bank, did it? And yeah, we, yeah, we couldn't get it because it wouldn't support our bank. So we were like, "This is ridiculous," and uh, you know, yeah, I can't have to. I mean, I can move my bank and authentication, but really, do I want it no. on my iPad? Uh, because <laughs> that's just a pain in the yeah. That, but it works. It works fine, and it works first time. And I've also I've also gone to Watch OS ten as well, the beta. Nice, and you know the you know the talk, we talked about it when we it was released. A bit of the UI changes, wasn't there? Some of the kind of uh, you know kind of the, the difference on the carousel. So if I've got my watch here, if I press the if I press the um, the crown, digital crown, I get the apps. Not in that massive kind of app thing. It now scrolls up in a list, but I can go left and right. But it scrolls them basically up in a list now, which is nice. Showing okay. the little icons, but they're not in that tiny little you know weird octagon. Um, if I press the action button, or not the action button, you know, press the the um, the side button, you get the you get all of the things like you know silent power mode, battery life, that kind of stuff, yeah. And if I yeah. swipe up, I get the widgets. So I get nice. I can see the widgets that are running. So like the news, you know, the, the uh, my Apple Health, my weather, really nicely done. And if I swipe down, I get notifications. And if I swipe to the uh, if I swipe left, you don't get anything. But it just seems a lot cleaner. Here's the weird thing as well, though, with both of them. I'm not seeing the usual crazy battery life issues. Okay, because that's always been the killer. I I, ch- I took my phone off charge. I took my phone off charge this morning. I've been out all day um, in the country. I've used it a few times for pictures. Sixty nine percent. That's all right. My, not bad. My watch is on thirty three percent, and that was taken off charge at uh, about half past seven this morning. No, tell light. No, it wasn't. Yeah. What am I on about? My watch has been off charge since eleven o'clock last night. Oh yeah, you wear overnight. I, I charge my watch before bed, and then I put it on to sleep with it, so I get the sleep tracking. So my watch, I've been wearing my watch since eleven o'clock last night, and it's on thirty three percent. Wow, that's doing all right. I am absolutely impressed by it because to me, this is like you say the one thing that usually drives me nuts. Is the whole thing around like oh you know battery life is terrible blah 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 blah. At the moment we're looking okay, so yeah. So far I'm interested when I go away for work next week. I'm interested to try out the um, the standby mode. You know with the clock. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. I, whether... I might have to do one before going away. Yeah, I don't know whether it's psychological, but it feels slightly <laughs> snappier on the phone as well. Okay. Yeah. So it is good. It is good. Anyway, so let's get the last rumor in. So what's the other one that we've got in the bank this week then? Ah, from Mr. German. Um, we're talking M3 time, because obviously just after the iPhone launch, we'll be getting allegedly uh, new MacBook Pros. So he's talking more details about the M3 Max chip. So uh, nothing too exciting here. You know, they've been, apparently been experimenting with the chip, uh, yep. up to 16 CPU cores, 40 GPU cores, uh, and that'll be for new high-end MacBook Pro. So I think, as we suspect, I think we talked about this before, not a significant jump. I mean, yes, in the CPU core. So I think the top-end M2 Max has 
12 CPU cores. So you get an extra four there. But GPU core-wise, jumping from 38 to 40 really isn't a huge one. Now, these will apparently be on free nanometer as well. So maybe they'll be able to use lower power or clock to higher uh, frequencies. So you might be getting more performance that way. Uh, how many GPU cores again? 40, apparently, on the top of one. Uh, the M2 Max tops out at 38. There also, isn't it, there's rumours that it, the MacBook Pros are going to go up to 48 gig of RAM as well, isn't it? That's the other thing, I think. Oh, they already do more than that, don't they? But 48 is a new weird yeah, one. Yeah, you, so you can't select 48. 16, no, I think they did 16, 32, and 64, Yeah, you they? can't select 48 gig of RAM on, um, on the MacBook Pros. No, 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 that's what I mean. So this is a new entry in between the 32 yeah, and yeah. the 64. So, I mean, again, that's a lot of RAM. But I was thinking about So when these come out next year, I'll have, I because mine's an M1. I could be tempted to do an upgrade at this point. Uh, you know, it could be tempting. Could be tempting. Hmm. It's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of grunt though. <laughs> <laughs> do you need it? What are you gonna do? do? It? Of course, do you need it? Do we need any of it? <laughs> no, I want it. <laughs> Don't ask stupid questions, man. <laughs> I mean, I would be. I mean, the sixteen core CPU, forty core GPU. And 48 gig of RAM, because you know 96 is overkill, surely. Um, yeah. 48 gig of RAM, I mean, that's fine. And I'm thinking, you know, what, yeah, but running virtual machines, you know, running Windows in a virtual machine as a, as, a, as a daily driver alongside that, plus having, you know, at the moment, I mean, I've lost count of how many tabs I've got, because I've started to group my tabs in, in Edge. Oh, yeah. There's probably 50 plus tabs open. Yeah. Oh, see, I'm very militant. I closed on the tabs when I finished with them. You know, I've got fifty odd tabs open probably across there, but they but I grouped in the different groups. Yeah, so, yeah, I I'm up for this. You know, I think the <laughs> the the gain on the the gain is is minimal. I think from what I understood uh, on um, on the piece of was it the compared to M two, it's about a twenty percent gain. I think I read somewhere before, roughly speaking. Okay, but given the fact as you say it's moving to the new three nanometer. That will have massive improvements on battery. That's what it's going to be about, isn't it? That's yeah, definitely. So yeah, interesting. You know, I don't know whether we'll see that this year. We might do, probably October, maybe, depending on the timings. I guess. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, I guess we could do. We could do. But uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how this comes out. But 40 gram all the way home. I'd have that, please. <laughs> <laughs> all the round. Yeah, 16 gig was too low, but I didn't. I should have gone higher, but I didn't. You know, times are different, my friend. Times are different yeah exactly right then that's probably a good place for us to wrap up for today we will be back in, in two weeks time said next week so we'll be back in two weeks time so make that very clear we're gonna be silent for two weeks we'll be back in two weeks time for the last week of august uh, and we're gonna have a wrap up on the latest tech stories we're gonna have a talk about as we said of the things that we've been watching listening all the gadgets that we've been wanting uh, wanting to buy and have bought i should say as well <laughs> uh and talk about that as well so you of course can find us on x slash twitter um uh do we tweet i guess or do we x uh, who knows anymore but you can find we us post. We, yes you can find <laughs> us on so you can find us on x uh, we're at weekly tech rant um and of course all of our show notes at techrant.online um and where we post everything that we talked about today on this show and of course wherever you listen to your podcast you can find us share with your friends tell us all about it leave us a comment right with that then we'll see you in two weeks time i've been jay i've been carl have a good evening all